Good morning, everybody. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Uh, shout out to the Tabernacle and Axe Church. Listen, we're super excited to be sharing with you guys this morning. If you don't know me, I'm Pastor Lawrence Kirby. This is my friend and brother, Pastor Matt Myers. Uh, I pastor Axe Church. He pastors the Tabernacle. And we're so excited to be before you on this Resurrection yep. Sunday. Uh, this is probably the most unique Easter it is. Uh, that we've experienced. It is. Um, just with everything going on in the world, we pray that everybody is staying safe. Yeah. Um, but thank you for tuning in today. Listen, we want to lift up Jesus. We hope you enjoy worship and we're blessed yeah. by it. Uh, wasn't that cool? Uh, we're just trying to find some ways to be out of the box and yeah. uh, to just lift up and honor Jesus. So we pray you are blessed and that you and your family were at home worshiping yeah. together. Listen, we want to get into some teaching today. Matt, you want to introduce our message this morning? I'll introduce the message. But before I do, I wanted to say we did not expect this when we planned out Easter service. Because the plan from the beginning was to have a one-voice Easter service, right? We were going to yeah. worship together. We're going to do the Word together, do everything together, which is great. But we did not picture this. We're yeah. still doing a one-voice service yeah. together, but from afar, but yeah. disconnected, coming into people's <laughs> homes. So we right. say hello to everybody in your home. Happy Easter in your home. And yeah. so what a, what a wild ride. But we do want to say, as we start out this sermon, that the Lord is risen. Jesus rose from the dead. Yes. We celebrated on Easter. Yes. And it is the most holy the most exciting, the best, it is the best Sunday for preachers, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Correct. This I'm, is this is it. This, this is our Super Bowl. This is NBA Championship yes. Game yes. 7, you know what I mean? <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday for the church. It, yeah. it is it is yeah. the biggest day. Yeah. Now, now let me let, let me also lay context. Yeah. Every Sunday we celebrate resurrection. Of course. Of uh, course. The, one of the reasons why the church meets on Sunday is because of a constant celebration of, of the, the resurrection. Yeah. Uh, but today is the day. Today is, is the, the day, day he got up. That's uh, it. So, so we're pumped. We're excited. Uh, preachers, pastors all over the world, churches are celebrating yeah. today. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, this is it. We're always yeah. pumped for, the, for We're this pumped day. about Super Bowl Sunday, but we weren't expecting to play the Super Bowl this way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, it's great. Yeah, We're yeah. glad that you could join us. We're also glad that we could do this Facebook stream together as one voice. Yeah. Like, what an exciting opportunity for people to respond and for us to at least virtually be together. And yeah. so, praise Absolutely. God. Let's celebrate Absolutely. him today. Wait, wait, do y'all see this boy? Look at this. <laughs> that boy, that mean, boy spit it up for I Easter. Mean, Easter Sun. I had, my mom's watching. I knew she would be on a live stream. And my and my wife Jess said, Matt, you're gonna dress up a little bit. Listen, right? y'all pray for me. I'm halfway a heathen. Yeah. I got a hat on. <laughs> Five o'clock shadow. I'm but growing out my facial hair. There's a hairs. collar. There's a little I, I collar. I put a collar on my yeah. shirt today. You look, I mean, you look great. I did wear a shirt with buttons on it today. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is maybe the only time that I feel like I've outshined Pastor Kirby in I, terms of clothing. Time out. Fake news. Yeah. He's not outshining. <laughs> he with his little necktie on. You see this shirt? This is beautiful. Yeah. We need look, to move, at, look at the hey, trim. Oh, need, I'm sorry. We're supposed to move on to work. We need to move on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Get to the text. Let's do it. In the text. So listen to this. This is Paul writing, 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 3 is where we're going to be starting. And if you have your Bibles at home or your Bible apps open, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 15 pretty much all, yeah. uh, all, all sermon this morning, okay? So he says this in verse 3. He says, I pass on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried. And he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. 
He was seen by Peter and then by the 12, and after that he was seen by more than 500 followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by the apostles. Jesus rose from the dead on Easter. Good Friday, we recognize, we celebrate when he died on the cross for our sins. Three days later, after hope had been lost, hope had been dashed, he came back. Yeah. And that's what we're celebrating today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's a great place to start. Yeah. Uh, Paul is building a case here as he's talking to the church in the city of Corinth uh, for just the resurrection itself. Yeah. And he wants to reiterate to the church, like, this is real. Mm -hmm. You know, he... he he was resurrected, yeah. and he and he lays out this tremendous amount of evidence. He names yeah. names. You yeah. know, he appeared to this person <laughs> and that person, That's and, good. and and most of these people are still alive today. Yeah. Uh, so one of the great things about Paul writing at this time is that he's right. Can you imagine? You know, him being able to say that most of the people who witnessed the resurrection of right. Jesus are still alive. Right. Like there's actual firsthand witnesses you can go and talk to right. that can tell you. I remember the day when I got the news that he was not in the grave. I remember That's when good. the angel appeared and told me to go to where Jesus, you know, so, That's really good. so so Paul is able to and, point to witnesses. And he's name dropping folks that would have been trusted and respected. Yeah. So it's saying things like, check with Pastor Kirby. He saw it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's respect from some folks. Your church would be like, okay, I trust Pastor Kirby yeah. not to lie to me. Yeah. I trust Pastor Matt. He saw Jesus. You know, it's it's not just saying random people. It's naming names and reputable names the church would have respected. Yeah. So I think that's, that's, there's power in that. Yeah. And what we need to understand today is that the resurrection is the foundation of our faith. Yes. Uh, our, our relationship with Jesus Everything is rooted and grounded in this moment. That's why the resurrection is of tremendous importance to the church. It, it, it is our foundation. Without Jesus being resurrected, there, there is no church. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But but it is it is foundational. We are people of the resurrection. Absolutely. And like you said, even the day that we celebrate is based on the resurrection. Like the, the early Jewish folks, they celebrated their holy day was Saturday. Yeah. But we celebrate Sunday because we celebrate the resurrection. Now, let's chat about that a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, guys, we didn't plan this part of the no, conversation. No, we did not. I want you to know, but we're going to jump into it. Um, <laughs> because some, there's an issue or has been an issue with mm -hmm. some about the whole notion of Sabbath. Yep. Uh, and to be really clear, Sunday is not the Sabbath right. day according to Jewish tradition. Right? Saturday. It is Saturday. It is mm -hmm. what, late Friday night into Saturday yep. is kind of how the Sabbath works yep. um, in, in Israel or, or in uh, the Jewish faith, right? Um, so so we, we go to church on Sunday not as the Sabbath day per se, right. uh, but as a celebration of resurrection. It's wonderful. Um, and, and we believe in Christ, and this is a whole nother sermon that when we look at the fulfillment of Sabbath, Sabbath yeah. represented a principle. Absolutely. Uh, and in Christianity, that principle is fulfilled in Christ Jesus. That's good. So That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. Shall we move on? We should move on. We should. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll leave that alone. Listen. Shoot an inbox or a DM if yeah. you want to discuss Sabbath stuff even yeah. more. Uh, yeah, Send we were, that to Pastor Kirby. Yeah, we were fighting a rabbit trail there. <laughs> we went down off into that thing. That's good. And we chose not to. So, so this is foundational for the church. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason why the you know we celebrate this resurrection, mm -hmm. uh, because it it is everything to believers. And if you're a believer in Christ, uh, th this is the moment. Again, this is your Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and, and there's so many implications 
of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, what it means, what he has done. And that's what we want to spend some time talking about with you guys. We, we want to talk through a little bit to help you have a clear picture of these implications and find some encouragement. Um, as Matt and I were even praying today that there's just so much encouragement when we look at all Jesus has done for us right. and we look at what was accomplished through his death, through his burial, but especially through his res resurrection. Mm -hmm. so, so we want to go through some of that. Look at verse 17 with yeah. us. We want to we want to kind of jump there and we're going to kind of skip through the chapter. Really, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul talks in detail about yeah. the resurrection Absolutely. throughout. Um, so, so we kind of want to skip around and highlight some passages yeah. And, and just kind of exalt some truth for you guys today. Absolutely. Uh, so, so let me read verses 17 through 19. Again, if you're just tuning in, we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 17 through 19 is where we are right now. Yeah. This is what it says. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless mm. and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, there's so much in those three verses, those, isn't it? Those words are heavy. Absolutely. And the weight of that. And so he's referring, I think, I think there's two parts. We want to view it in a positive and a negative sense. In the positive sense, he's pointing to the fact that the death and resurrection of Jesus is paying our debt, right? That's how we're saved. We believe in Jesus, and he's shown to conquer death because he rose from the dead, that he was more powerful than death. So if we believe in Jesus, that's how we're saved. But he's saying if we don't believe in the resurrection, and if the resurrection never happened, then our faith is useless. He's saying if there's no res resurrection, there's no Christianity. If there's no resurrection, there's no tabernacle, there's no acts, and what are we even doing with our lives? Yeah, yeah. Just forget it. Just just call it all off. If there's no resurrection, call it all off. And to me, that is so heavy. And this is the thing. It, it is the resurrection that makes Jesus the Savior. Yeah. Without the resurrection, he's not a Savior. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he, he's a, a motivator. He's a great prophet. Yeah. He's a son. He's yeah. a brother. He's an inspiration. He's an agitator. Yeah. He's a rabbi. <laughs> he's all, but he's yeah. not a Savior. What makes him Savior and Lord mm -hmm. is the resurrection. And I think that's part of what Paul is getting at here. That's Without right. the resurrection, he, he's just another great prophet in history. Mm -hmm. and, and we've seen great prophets and leaders throughout history. Right. Uh, but, but Christ and Christianity and our faith is separated from that because of the resurrection. And without the resurrection, then we're wasting time. Right. It's what separates Jesus from so many other great men and women of history. Yeah. Because there's been profoundly great men and women in history who have changed the world, who have shaped the world, both in our culture and well before all through time. But Jesus is distinctly different. Yeah. He died, and three days later, he rose from the dead. Yeah. He conquered death and sin. And that's what makes him Savior. It's amazing. Absolutely. It's amazing. So, so thankfully, he did resurrect. Look, let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and because he did, our, our debt is paid. Um, our sin here, here, Paul talks about sin and, and, and he basically says the inverse that if Christ hasn't been raised, mm -hmm. then we're still guilty of sin, mm -hmm. which means that because he has been raised, we are not guilty right. of sin. Mm -hmm. And you should have turned your couch over when you heard me say that <laughs> uh, because, because the Bible says it this way in the book of mm -hmm. Romans, the wages of sin is death. Right. Right. 
uh, we, we understand that sin has a penalty mm -hmm. and sin has power. Mm -hmm. And because of the resurrection, we are free from both of those things. Mm -hmm. um, the, the penalty of sin is death, mm -hmm. uh, which means that if you've ever missed the mark of Jesus, if we've ever fallen short, if we've ever done anything, mm -hmm. quote unquote, wrong, then, then we are guilty of death. That is yeah. the prejudgment. Uh, but, but Jesus Christ has freed us from that penalty. Yes. He, he's also paid for our sin in a way that has set us free from the power of sin. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is what I mean when I say the power of sin. And you notice, Matt, mm -hmm. all of us are born inherently as sinners, right? right. Uh, you, you don't choose sin. Sin chooses you. Mm -hmm. um, it, you don't have to teach people how to sin. Mm -hmm. it, it is a natural part of who we are. It's a, yeah. it's a part of our humanity. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a parent, you didn't have to teach your children to sin. You know, there will come an age at two years old or whatever. <laughs> they're going to tell a cute little lie, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we call it. You know, yeah. did you touch that? No, I didn't touch it. Mm -hmm. I saw you touch it. You know, like, you don't, you don't have to teach it. If we just live, we will automatically, because sin has power over us. Mm -hmm. uh, because we're born with a sin nature, sure. we are slaves to it. Mm -hmm. And so we look at Jesus' death on the cross. Um, he, he paid our sin debt. He set us free mm -hmm. from the power of sin. It means that as believers, we are no longer slaves to sin. Mm -hmm. Now, we have to deal with the presence of sin. Sure. And that's where we struggle as believers. Absolutely. But, but we're free from the penalty of sin. Mm -hmm. We are free from the power of sin. We have access to life because of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating. And, it's, and just to piggyback on what you're saying about um, sin. So he defeats sin, but he's also defeating death here. And in other passages, it talks about how the last enemy to be defeated is death that Jesus will defeat death. He has defeated, it's one of these things where he's defeated it, he's defeated sin, but it's an already but not yet. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because yeah. Jesus yeah. is going to come back and then it will be done in its fullness. Mm -hmm. So we can be free from the penalty of sin, we still wrestle with the presence, the presence yeah. of sin, like yeah. you're saying. That's right. But I think there's something profound in all of this. It's connected to the sin, but it's also connected to death. And I think God never likes death. Jesus doesn't like death. And I think sometimes even as Christians, we get this weird idea of like celebrating death, even of believers, because I think we, we misunderstand even some of the scripture that says we grieve, but not like unbelievers. We have hope in Jesus Christ when someone dies knowing, just like Jesus when he resurrected mm -hmm. from the dead, we have hope, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But Sometimes I think we get the wrong idea of celebrating that, but Jesus never likes death. God is against death, and it says the last enemy that he will defeat is death. And so we're seeing Jesus do that through the resurrection. We're seeing signs of what's to come of this already, but not yet, that death will be completely defeated under Jesus. Oh yeah, don't close our sermon no, too soon, you're right, Matt. You're nah. right. I Hold on, Matt trying to... I got excited. He's he trying to close. It ain't time yet. It ain't time yet. We're going to get to that. No, it ain't I got time excited. yet. It ain't time excited. yet. Hallelujah. That's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so so our sin debt is paid. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of what Paul is saying, yep. uh, that because of Christ Jesus, we, we, we no longer... Um, have to suffer under the debt of sin. He paid that debt. That's the Bible good. uses all these words when, when we talk about um, the, the sin debt he paid, you know, mm -hmm. ransom and, and redemption and justification and reconciliation. And he did all of these things through his resurrection. Yeah. He, he died and then was resurrected. And it just set so many amazing things up for us as believers, right? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, let, let, let's, let's keep moving. Let's yep. look at... Uh, 
verses 20 through 23. Now, again, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 20 through 23 is where we are now. Right. Matt, you want to read it? Absolutely. He says, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. Just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. But there is an order to this resurrection. Christ was the first, uh, sorry, was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. Yeah, that's good. That's very good. That's, he is the good. first of a harvest. This is one of the reasons, there's multiple reasons, this is one of the reasons that Easter is so important to us as Christians. It has a direct effect on us. He is the first of a harvest, a harvest that you, that I, that each of you can look forward to. He is the first of a harvest. Yeah, oh, man. absolutely. Oh, um, man. One of my favorite kind of nicknames of Christ or of Jesus uh, that I've seen in Scripture, and I think this is something, I think it's King James. Okay. Um, but, but it calls him Second Adam. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I love the imagery. Um, and, and this is the passage that really deals with and alludes to that. Yep. Um, the, the first Adam. Yep. Uh, introduced death to us yep. through sin. The second Adam introduces yes. life through us That's through redemption. Um, and, and so we see this pattern of, of how sin was sown. And, and you know, in the story of Genesis, um, you know, Adam and Eve are there. God yeah. creates humanity uh, in, in this sense of perfection, in mm -hmm. this amazing relationship. That relationship is damaged through sin. Yeah. Uh, they do the one and only thing God asked them not to do. <laughs> and there's this separation and mm -hmm. death enters the world. Now, death is not just physical death, mm -hmm. although it is physical death. Uh, but there's also a spiritual disconnection mm -hmm. from God, uh, which, which is probably the, the worst part. Mm -hmm. uh, physical death is one aspect, yeah. but to be separated from God is another aspect. And so they're kicked out of the garden. They're kicked out of this perfect place that God has prepared for them as a result of sin entering the world. Mm -hmm. and, and as a result, every human being born in the likeness of Adam, which is all of us, yeah. uh, now still carries this thing. And so Jesus comes on the scene many, many, many years later. Uh, and and he lives life. He is sinless. He becomes the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. He dies for our sins. He is resurrected. And so he becomes the first uh, uh, of a separate generation right. or or humanity 2.0, even if you will, That's that good. that another another way to live life. Mm -hmm. uh, um, a, a reintroduction to the original paradigm, the original design that God had for people in the garden. And so he He is the second Adam. Everybody dies because we belong to Adam. Everybody lives because we belong to Christ. That's really good. Yeah. That's absolutely right. That's really good. That's really good. That's Easter, man. Absolutely. It's so good. It's Easter. It's so, Easter. so so in verse 22, Matt, let mm -hmm. me ask you this. Yep. Um, I just quoted it. Everyone dies because they belong to Adam. Yep. Everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Yep. Talk to What is this new life that we're given in Christ? Mm -hmm. Let, let's chat about that a little yeah. bit while we're here. I think there's two parts to that new life, okay? I think the two parts are what happens now and then what happens after death, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. like, I think what happens now is when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in heart that God raised him from the dead, that's what Paul tells us to do. So if you believe in Jesus, if you trust in Christ, he sends you his Holy Spirit, right? 
You have a new life. You're a new creation. You're not bound by the same things. You're not judged as guilty as you were before. And God sends his Holy Spirit to live within you, to empower, to direct, to comfort, to give new spiritual gifts, to give you a new life here. Jesus said, I came to give life and to give life abundantly. So, so let's talk about the yeah. new life in the here and now. Yeah. Um, because I think there's some of us who think that this new life in Christ doesn't really start until you die. Right. Right? Right. Like we look at salvation as something that's futuristic, and you alluded to that. We're going to talk Absolutely. about that. But it's both present and futuristic, right? Absolutely. So so life in Christ, this is, this is fascinating to me about what Scripture teaches. Um, Jesus says, this is eternal life, mm -hmm. that you would know me. Right? It's amazing. And so eternal life begins in this relationship with Christ. Yeah. So, so we try to define this eternal life or this mm -hmm. new life. It, it is right relationship. Uh, and I think it's connected to what you said, that when we confess, when we believe, when we embrace Jesus, yeah. we're born into a new relationship. It's wonderful. And, and that's the newness of life that, that Christ offers to us. And when he talks about life abundantly, mm -hmm. the, the word abundantly means to the maximum. Right. You know, like it, it, it is the best <laughs> version of, it is life to the max. I'm all about it. Yeah, it is, it is the best it. version of life. Mm -hmm. And that's what we get from Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, and I need to take a moment so we can minister here to people yeah. uh, who, who may not be experiencing that new life. I want to let you know that life in Christ is the best possible version of life that you can right. ask for. Uh, it, it is not a perfect life, but it is a life that is purposed and fulfilling and yeah. powerful. Yes, it comes with challenges because of the world we live in and because of our own flaws. Right. Um, but, but, but the best decision I ever made in my life was to invite Jesus into my heart. Mm -hmm. um, and, and every Christian, hands down, will agree with that statement. And, and there's people right now that are watching this broadcast all over the place that, that, that are saying amen in a heavy way right yep. now. That is the choice. Uh, it, it is the best choice because it we got invited into this relationship and it created a new life. Yep. Uh, and it doesn't mean that, again, there's not challenges. Mm -hmm. It means that I now have a process and a way to deal with them. Uh, and there's this beautiful relationship. New life, in essence, begins with relationship. Yep. Uh, and I think what's sad is there's people that know a lot about Jesus right. but don't really know him. And, and I think... We miss out on so much when we don't right. take the step of actually knowing him. In terms of that life now and connecting with Jesus now, and we can talk about the later in a minute, like mm -hmm. you said, but I think that's the part that a lot of us and a lot of people can be missing. So like when he, when he makes this comparison of just like with Adam, right, sin entered the world, we were cut off as human beings, humanity as a people were cut off from God. Like we didn't have this connection with God that we previously had mm -hmm. in the garden, right? But through Jesus Christ, that can come back. Yeah. That separation can be removed. We can actually know God. Yeah. We can begin to hear his voice. We can connect with his Holy Spirit. Yeah. We can enjoy yeah. the presence of God. We can know Jesus. And I think there's something amazing about that. And there is to what's coming later as well, which is amazing. But there's something profoundly great about even now we can know Jesus Christ. Yeah. Even now, we can know God, the God of the universe, together. Yes, yeah. profound. Yeah, and we absolutely want to encourage you, uh, pl please don't spend your life studying Christianity, uh, but never practice it. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, good. You know, it, it, it would be a shame to spend your life 
just reading about Jesus, mm -hmm. but never really getting to know him. And, and there's a way you can separate yourself from scripture and story and understand it intellectually, uh, but not from a place of experience. Yeah. Uh, so we want to encourage you to, to make sure you're growing close to Jesus, That's good. that you're spending time, of course, studying and learning about him, mm -hmm. but, but spending time in prayer, mm -hmm. talking to him, spending time in worship and listening uh, because it is that time with him that that develops a sense of depth of relationship. Like with any relationship, if you want to get to know somebody, you spend time with them. Absolutely. You, know, you have you, to. You, know, it's, it's, you can read the story of somebody's life, but it's yeah. not the same as spending time with That's them. That's right. Right? Absolutely. Um, and, and so this new life is now. Uh, but the new life is also futuristic. Let's yes. let's talk about the, the, the coming aspect yes. of this new life. Go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think we need to go down to verse 51. We're going to start there. And this is going to kind of close out our section in verse 15, uh, chapter 15. So verse 51, I'm going to read through 57, and then we can kind of circle back, okay? But this is what it says. Paul's writing. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. Yeah. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed, for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Let me just pause there. We'll keep going. Let me just say this. In a time in our nation, in our city, when we're nervous about what could be, we're nervous about uh, the coronavirus, we're nervous about social distancing, we're nervous about not wanting to get loved ones sick, the idea that death itself is defeated, that death itself, that people will resurrect, just like we saw Jesus <laughs> resurrect from yeah. the grave, brings so much comfort. Yeah. Now, sometimes it's hard to process, and I'll just say in moments, even weak moments where I'm like, it can still be stressful, and I try to process and be like, no, I'm going to cling to the hope that is mm -hmm. Jesus and his resurrection. So I'm not trying to say it's yeah. just a simple well, answer. Well, this, this is why it's profound. Yeah. Death is probably the scariest yeah. experience in life. Uh, it, it's the biggest representation of the unknown. Yeah. And, and, and humanity, we have this tendency to fear what we don't know. Sure. Uh, so when we don't know something we don't understand, we tend to be leery and fearful yeah. of it. And death represents the biggest unknown in life. Yes. Like nobody has come back from it other than <laughs> Jesus. Other than Jesus. So it's, it's this, yes. you know, I don't know what happens next. I don't know what's beyond this moment. Yeah. Um, and so it represents the biggest fear. Right. Uh, and if Jesus Christ has defeated our our biggest fear, yes. then it we don't have to fear COVID-19. No. We, we don't have to fear any other type of <laughs> situation, so you know, because if Jesus has conquered, if God has figured out death, yeah. like like what's worse? What's what's bigger than that? Right. And the answer is nothing. Right. You're absolutely right. Let me put some scripture on that specifically. Just continue on 54. Verse 54. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scriptures will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He conquered death. He defeated death. That should give us an encouragement like we've never been encouraged before. That should give us a, a safety, a, uh, 
in moments of despair, something to fall back on of, I'm despairing right now, Jesus. What's going to happen? Oh, wait a minute. You conquered death. You came back, Jesus. You defeated it, and I don't need to fear it. Yeah. How comforting. That's good. How comforting. That's good. That's good. Happy Easter. That's yes. <laughs> Happy Easter. Listen, right here at the end, Paul yep. felt his help. But we, <laughs> we won't get to that. He, he felt did. his help. I, I feel like Paul is just like just reveling in the goodness of God it's when you so read good. these passages. Uh pa Paul is 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 like turn. Yeah. You know, he's oh death, where is your victory? Yep. Who who says that? <laughs> like, death, where is your like he's stunned on death. Where is your victory? Where is your sting? You got nothing uh, because death. God, yeah, God has dealt <laughs> God has dealt with it in such yeah. an amazing and powerful way. But I want to back up just a few verses good. um and, and and unpack some of the things that Paul is saying yeah. as we look at death because this part of 1 Corinthians 15 is, is often like read at funeral services. Absolutely. Uh, because it brings so much comfort when we're facing physical death, right? Yep. Um, so so he, he talks about transformation. Yeah. Um, and, and it brings up an interesting point. Mm -hmm. So so our physical bodies are dying, right? Yep. But, but our spirit, our soul never dies. Mm -hmm. uh, so what we experience at death mm -hmm. is, is a transition and not an ending. Right? Mm -hmm. it, it is us moving from one part of life or stage of life to yeah. another stage of life. Um, and, and that's the, you know, that's one of the beauties of what God has done for us through Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we often yearn to be with Jesus, but, but we, we find fear and trepidation in the transition from this life to the next. Yeah. Uh, everybody want to go to heaven. Nobody want to die to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's true. That's so true. But I think what you're saying is amazing and the comfort is for those of you that are suffering for those of you whose bodies are falling apart for those of you who Time have out. that's all of us Let yeah me. that's what i'm saying listen <laughs> all I'm, of our all not necessarily suffering no, i mean i get where you are I, all of these bodies are 100 lord jesus even in mine that looks fantastic <laughs> i mean i look great oh here he go it's falling apart. I didn't, I didn't you know what I'm saying? To, I didn't mean to get him started. <laughs> I mean, it's all falling apart. And for those of us, especially those of our who consider I'm suffering more, here's the thing. Yeah. That's finite. That will end. That suffering will end. There will be a new body. There will be a new, there's a promised resurrection body for you through Christ Jesus. And what an encouragement for all of us, right? So so in Christ, I, I want to bring this up. Do and, it. And this is, it Do might it. be controversial. Um, but it's something I've been processing and praying about and looking. Um, there's been moments when I've prayed for people mm -hmm. uh, who were sick and struggling, uh, and they passed away mm -hmm. in the sense that we I asked God to bring healing to them, yeah. and and it we just didn't see it happen the way we wanted to. Right. Um, but what I've tried to process and come to understand over time mm -hmm. is that for the believer, death is the ultimate healing in right. a sense. Mm -hmm. um, when, yeah, when, when when we pass from this life to the next, right, it, it is the ultimate healing. Yep, that's something that I felt like the Lord has been speaking to me specifically about within the last year or two, as I've prayed for folks, as I've done funerals for people. If I like Jesus, why why didn't you heal that individual? Well, here's the deal: He did. He didn't do it in the way that I asked. He didn't do it in the way that I had planned out and scripted. You know what I'm saying? But he did heal them. They have a new body. They are not suffering any longer. There is joy. And there's that scripture too uh, where it talks about uh, that as believers, we don't grieve like unbelievers. Yeah. I think we never celebrate death 
God doesn't like death. It's an enemy. Death is an enemy. So we don't celebrate death, but we celebrate new life. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm -hmm. So we don't, you know, we don't take joy in the fact that someone's no longer with us, but we do take joy in the fact that they're not they're suffering. They're in the arms of Jesus. That they're in the, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They're in the arms of Jesus, yeah. resurrected body, no more pain. And, le and let me be careful yep. here. Um, we're not saying that God doesn't heal people. Absolutely. Uh, we're not Absolutely. saying that God doesn't often bring people back from the brink of physical death mm -hmm. and restore their bodies. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that that's not God's will. Absolutely. Uh, but we are saying for, for the believer, there is an ultimate healing that happens when we transition. Right. Because that person moves to a place where they will never be sick yeah. again. They will never be in pain again. They will never have to worry again. Mm -hmm. They will never live in fear again. They will never have problems again. Mm -hmm. right. And so it becomes the ultimate final. T to be laid in the arms of Jesus Christ right. is an end to all <laughs> suffering. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's really so, good. So, yeah, I wanted to be clear. Um you know, about the nuances yeah. of, of what we're saying and not saying there. Yeah, that's uh, but, good. But it is the ultimate sense of healing. But but you're exactly right. We don't we don't celebrate death, we celebrate the transition. Absolutely. Um and, and often I say when when I do when, when I conduct homegoing services is that we aren't here because this person died. We're here because they lived. Mm -hmm. We're here to celebrate their life and the experience we shared mm -hmm. and the things they taught us and the fact that we're gonna miss the individual. Uh, but we celebrate that they've transitioned on the life. Um, I'm going to steal that, by the way. 100%, 100%. The Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. <laughs> um, but, but, but the reality is we cry because we will miss people. People 100%. that go uh, um, ahead of us, mm -hmm. we miss them. Yeah. Um, we celebrate that they're with Jesus, but we miss the relationship. You know, And, and sometimes if we're not careful, they can be, be an insensitivity to that. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. where, where we get so riled up and they're not dead. Don't cry. Don't be sad. Yeah, mm -hmm. cry. Be sad. You're going to miss your mother, yeah. your friend, your brother, whoever. We're going to miss them. Cry. Mm -hmm. Grieve. Go through the process. Yeah. But we don't sorrow as those without hope. Right. Because our hope is in <laughs> Christ Jesus and death has been swallowed yeah. up in victory. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's the good news for all of that us is. today. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Yeah. Jesus came back, man. Hope was lost. He was dead. He was gone. Three days later, he came back and he showed us what it's going to be like. Yeah. And it's the, it is the ultimate expression of the power of God. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that he destroyed death. Yeah. Uh, death has no victory. Death mm -hmm. has no sting. That's good. Um, and, and that's the word today. And what I love about it is the implications even for life. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've talked a lot about death today and even transition, but, but there's so many implications in him conquering and defeating death yeah. for, for us even on this side. Absolutely. Um, and, and there's even um, a prophetic, even allegorical sense mm -hmm. that, that Jesus has conquered that which is dead, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if he's conquered death, he <laughs> conquers that which is dead. And you know, as a preacher, we can take it. Yeah. <laughs> he's conquered that which is dead. Um, and, and so there's things even in your life that that were dead before Christ came into your life. Yeah. And maybe this is a plea for those of us that that have not embraced Jesus, that there's things in life uh, now that God wants to resurrect. Uh, you, you've got dashed and dead dreams and hopes and relationships <laughs> and vision. And there's things in your yeah. life that God will, yeah. will resurrect and revive that's uh, because that's what he does. He is the resurrector. Yeah. And he can take what we think is finished, what we think is over with, you know, what, what we think will never happen, and yet he can revive it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know there's, there's those among us now that, 
that are dealing with broken dreams mm -hmm. and hurt feelings and destroyed relationships. And maybe you're sitting at home now like, man, I can never come back from this. Yeah. Uh, life will never get better mm -hmm. for me. Uh, I'll always be stuck where I am. Yep. And, and we're here to say to you, death, where is your sting? Death, yeah. where is your victory? Uh, God, God can resurrect your life. Yeah. He can resurrect situations. He, he, it is not over for you. Um, and that's ultimately what I want to make sure you understand today. It's not over. Right. And we want to give you today, this Easter Sunday, 2020, as you sit in your homes, as you watch on your phones, whatever you're doing, hope is not lost for you either. Yeah. It's not too late. And we want to give you an opportunity to respond. You can cry out right where you are. You can pray to Jesus. You can say quietly. You can say, Jesus, I believe in you. I trust in you. Jesus, save yeah. me. And you're saved. Death, where is your victory? Where is your sting? Because you said, Jesus, I believe in you. Save me. Call out to Jesus today. Don't miss this opportunity on this Easter Sunday. We've been talking about how Jesus did all of these things. Don't miss yeah. a chance. This is your moment to cry out to Jesus, to pray to Jesus and say, Jesus, save me. Yeah. I want that resurrection that you experienced. I want to experience that life now that we talked about. I want to experience that life later that we talked about. Yeah. Call out to Jesus today. Pray to him. Don't miss the opportunity. Yeah. That's good. Listen, let's pray together. Let's what do you it. think? Let's yep. pray. Definitely. I feel the Holy Spirit. Good. Jesus, thank you. Let's pray. God, more of you. More of you, Father. Uh, we ask that even now you begin to meet with families who are gathered in their living rooms. Uh, we pray that you meet with individuals who may be getting off work, who are sitting in their car on their phone watching this broadcast. We pray for those that are on tablets and iPads. God, wherever your people are that can hear the sound of our voices, God, we ask you to begin to meet with them now by the power of Jesus. God, we know that you are God everywhere at the same time. And so we thank you that you can meet with all of us at exactly the same time. And so, God, we ask you to begin to meet with your people. God, we thank you that you sent your son Jesus into this world to defeat death. We thank you for the gift of resurrection. Mm -hmm. We thank you that we can triumphantly celebrate what you have done for us and who you are to us. And so, God, we thank you that because you resurrected your son, mm -hmm. God, there's implications for our lives right now. God, yes. God, we declare that everything you have for us, we, we call it forward now in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. God, we pray that you resurrect dreams and, and visions, God. We pray that you resurrect hope where there is hopelessness, God. We pray that you resurrect joy where there is none, God. Mm -hmm. We pray that you resurrect peace in the midst of confusion. God, we pray that your grace and your mercy will begin to abide in your people in the name of Jesus. God, raise us up out of death, Lord. Raise us up out of destruction right now in the name of Jesus. God, release more of your presence, God. We, we just ask for hope specifically. God, there are those among us who feel hopeless even on Resurrection Sunday. God, they're watching in so much pain right now uh, and so much despair. And so, God, we pray right now that you begin to meet with those individuals. Release hope now in Jesus' name. Jesus. God, the hope of the future brings us a hope of the present. Mm -hmm because we know what you will do. It allows us to see what you are doing, God. And so we ask that you restore hope in the name of Jesus. God, we pray for our nation and for this world uh, as this world groans, 
as it's impacted by a pandemic. God, let your favor, God, begin to move, God. We pray for leaders, God, uh, political and medical, that, that you would bring humility, that you tear down walls of pride, God, uh, that, that you bring together uh, thinkers and minds that would bring solutions to problems in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you and we celebrate who you are. We celebrate what you've done. We celebrate your resurrections. God, we thank you that because you got up, we can get up. Mm -hmm. God, we declare that nothing can keep us down in you. So God, thank you. Pour out more of your mm -hmm. spirit. God, hide us behind the cross. Mm -hmm. We bow at your feet right now. Mm -hmm. We worship you and we adore you and we thank you for total and complete victory. Death mm -hmm. has been swallowed up in victory. Mm -hmm. Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? The sin is the sting that results in death. God, the law gives sin power, but thanks be unto God. Mm -hmm. You give us victory over sin and death through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Listen, happy resurrection, everybody. Yes, happy resurrection. Enjoy your family time. Yep. yep. Enjoy Matt's tie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we love you guys, and it's been a blessing to be with you. And I hope it's been a joy to focus on Jesus, both you know through the sermon here this morning, but even the worship and everything else that we, has been going on. We love you, and it's been great to worship yeah. together. Yeah. Be blessed, everybody. Love you guys.